0: It's Monday, and that so happens to be the day that I like to talk about monsters. I'm Jeff Arbuckle, and this is Monster Mondays, presented to you by Film Seizure. You can catch new episodes of Film Seizure with myself and Jason Oliver on Wednesdays, but Mondays, well, they're for me to talk about monster movies. Well, we go, last week, from one of the best movies ever made about a sea monster to this week, with perhaps one of the silliest, if not the worst. Ten years after Creature from the Black Lagoon graced movie screens, other B-movie filmmakers started getting in on the sea monster action. Not only that, but by the early 60s, you now have rebellious biker kids, beach blanket bingos breaking out all over the joint, the Atomic Age and all of its radioactive waste crap, and all sorts of teenage shenanigans you can mix in with. That led director Del Tenney to decide to make what he called the first ever horror monster musical, The Horror of Party Beach. Tenney was definitely more of a schlockmeister that liked making movies for the teenage and young adult crowd to watch at drive-ins. He did this as well as a couple of other movies I'm aware of or have seen like Psychomania and I Eat Your Skin, which I believe the latter, and this is no joke, played a double feature with a movie called I Drink Your Blood. Yeah, that's just a little side note that, of course, I know. Uh, Tinney had started out as an actor and even did some work as an extra in some bigger time movies, but ultimately decided to move into producing and directing these B-movies. He also didn't mess around as we see in this movie's real easy breezy 78-minute runtime, so I suppose I shouldn't really dawdle either. This movie starts with a science understudy named Hank and his girlfriend Tina on their way to the beach. Tina seems to have a bit of a drinking problem, and she thinks Hank has a bit of a problem with spending too much time with his mentor, Dr. Gavin, and not enough time attending to her needs. Good thing for Hank that Dr. Gavin has a cute daughter named Elaine that thinks he's the bee's knees. Meanwhile, a ship off the coast of the of Party Beach, I guess you could call it, dumps some barrels that contain toxic waste. They start turning sea life into basically these half fish, half fish man monsters i there's some sea anemone or something in there with it too i don't know the monsters start making their way to the beach where teenagers are rocking out to a rock and roll band playing some pretty hot tunes and making guys in teeny tiny swim trunks and girls in pointy boob bikinis do goofy dances tina decides to make hank a little jealous and starts dancing with a biker guy which leads to hank getting into a fight with that dude When Tina is about to say that she and Hank should probably just break up, Hank walks away from her. She goes for a dance and uh, also decides to maybe take a dip or something. I don't know what her thinking is. She's, She's a mess. But she ends up getting killed by a fish monster. Later, Elaine is supposed to go to the slumber party with her college friends, who seemingly all act like adolescent girls, but decides to blow them off. That's probably because she's an adult and these girls are acting like adolescent girls. I don't know. That's a good goddamn thing, too, because the girls think these guys from some frat house is going to crash the party, but it turns out that a bunch of fish monsters come crashing the party instead. Uh, There were like 20 of these girls here or something, and they basically all got massacred. At some point later, we see this family sitting down to watch the news to find out that, yeah, the news is just passing this off as an invasion of fish monsters killing these girls. I mean, who needs logical explanations for these deaths, right? I mean, now Dr. Gavin was basically told by the police to work on the issue, and I guess maybe he said they were fish monsters, but do you see the problem here? There doesn't seem to be any indicator that this is necessarily a monster, uh, and we sure as hell aren't shown Or been given any opportunity to see any exploration into the idea that Dr. Gavin knows monsters are running about. Anyway, the monsters keep rampaging, and these three bimbos riding through town to get to New York City get lost and ultimately attacked. These creatures start stalking girls whenever they can in this town, and seemingly no one seems all that worried that they should just maybe stay indoors to, you know not be massacred? Anyway, after one monster misses out on getting a girl, he attacks a mannequin in the storefront window only for the glass to cut off one of its arms, which causes uh, the opportunity for Dr. Gavin and Hank to basically study it. What's interesting about it, though, the arm continues to live even though it's been severed from the body. Gavin discovers that basically these creatures are a protozoa and for some reason need human blood to live. They also discover that sodium will kill the monsters since it will dry out the protozoa and cause them to essentially explode into smoke and some sparkle flames. Dozens, if not hundreds more people get killed by these monsters. And the newsman says that science has confidence that they will find a way to stop the monsters, but... Didn't they already discover that sodium will blow these things up? So what's the holdup here? I I guess they just don't have enough sodium because Dr. Gavin asks Hank to call around to all the chemical companies and find sodium in mass quantities. He goes all the way to New York City in his two-seater convertible to pick up all the sodium on the eastern seaboard, which I guess is basically the size of something that will fit into a two-seater sports car. As Hank returns to town, he gets picked up by the police to follow him to a quarry where uh, Elaine is in danger of being attacked by the fish monsters. Some confusing editing later, she ultimately slips and falls and gets her foot stuck between two rocks as fish monsters begin to approach. Suddenly it goes from late afternoon to the middle of the night as the monsters are about to eat Elaine, but Dr. Gavin shows up and starts blowing away these fish monsters with sodium. Hank finally arrives to get rid of the rest of the monsters, and everything basically turns out super neato keen I guess. So let's get to my three things, shall we? First up, I ain't gonna hide the fact that this movie is utter crap, but boy is it fun crap. We have monsters going on mass murdering sprees, We, uh, but we also have a fun rock and roll band playing on the beach for the kids. I don't think that the band even gets paid real money. I think they get paid through bringing these cookie kids joy. Uh, you got these kids just going around and making out with each other and saying silly one-liners like this shit is laughing or something. Uh, we even have comedic interludes with these drunk guys getting tossed from a bar. Uh, too drunk to drive home so they walk along the uh, street and get attacked by Sea Monster. It's utterly terrible but Damn, I love how light and breezy it is. It probably doesn't hurt that I get some nostalgic joy out of this being covered in the eighth season of Mystery Science Theater 3000. That show has given many people my age an absolute love of so bad it's fun movies. Second, I love it when movies have zero regard for continuity. Earlier in the movie, when the news first broke of these fish monsters terrorizing the town, the newspaper boy sells paper with two different headlines. One of those headlines is something basically that says, Monster Still at Large, which the other headline, which is a headline much later scene in the movie so I guess that kid got a super early edition of the paper but then in the big climax it switches from pitch black night to late afternoon to twilight to early afternoon to pitch black night it's all over the place in that scene but maybe my favorite thing the 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 thing that I always see but for some reason just assume the filmmakers are all like eat shit dumb movie guy we're doing this whether it's the right thing to do or not so the movie, The Horror of Party Beach, which seemingly takes place during the summer, right? I mean, that's when people go to the beach, especially if you're in driving distance to New York City. You're probably not going to the beach any other time but in the summer. But, okay, so if you haven't, so if you aren't at the beach in, this, in the world of this movie, the trees are completely barren and it looks like it's the dead of winter in upstate New York, which means there were times people were filming scenes pretending it was summer, but it was probably like 15 fucking degrees outside. Thankfully it wasn't snowing, I guess, but there are literally scenes in which people are seen at the beach in swimwear, but are elsewhere. And but people are elsewhere in town at the same time in overcoats. It's hilarious to me to see things like that. Is that a dumb thing to praise as as a thing that I like, eh, I don't know. It's my show, so yeah, it's something that I can definitely praise. For as bad as that continuity is, it's it just makes the whole experience that much more fun. Finally, these monsters are some of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in a monster movie. They have these giant fins on the top of their and like the top and the sides of their heads with these big old googly eyes. But what takes the cake are their mouths that look like they are stuffed with about a half a dozen hot dogs. These are totally goofy looking, but meant to be these terrible rampaging creatures that basically kill everything in their path. You know those dogs that win the ugliest dog in the world contest that are so freakishly ugly that they go all the way back around to being cute? That's what we have here. I don't have. uh, We don't have vicious killing machines. These monsters look like Muppets on Sesame Street, (laughs) and I can't look at these things without getting giggles out of pure joy that someone put these costumes together and said, "Yeah, you know, I did a real bang up job here." It's amazing. This is a movie I 100% recommend to people who enjoy watching silly monster movies that make zero sense, and when it tries to make sense, it well, it just fails. (laughs) I think that makes me like it even more, though. And that's what's so great about it. So this wraps up this week's Monster Mondays. Uh, Until next week, I'll see you later. And don't forget to check out new episodes of Film Seizure every Wednesday and a new installment of Monster Mondays each Monday on FilmSeizure.com. Also, be sure to check out new posts at my website, BMovieEnema.com each Friday.